Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, it is Tuesday, and I've said it a few times now, and I'm going to continue to say it as long as I can. The sun is out, so take a look out your window if you're in your car, in your office, or at home. Enjoy it, and if you're going to be at home and go outside, bring us out. Use the My Talk app and listen to Lori and Julia for the next two hours because they're going to make this sun so much brighter. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Okay, so we are good to walk with, by the way. Absolutely, because yes. I walk and then I Just, listen to J- the morning show. You know the shows yeah. we can't catch and stuff. It's oh, it's Julia, fun. You're taking such us. a good middle child. You know I am. <laughs> I support this damn station, mm-hmm. yes, cover to do. cover. You're so so good. Well, irony of irony. Okay. Sit down because I really did not read the paper yesterday or anything. Oh, you know, reading you. anything online. You had a headache and were sick, Lori. I yeah. can't believe you didn't do everything. <laughs> but this was in the New York Times. Ron Galela, nineteen thirty-one to to twenty twenty. So he was ninety-one years old, passed away. And who is Ron Galela? Well, rest in peace, Ron Galela, and rest in peace, OK Magazine. You know, that's oh, yeah, going failed. away. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but he was the freelance photographer who he became known because he, Jackie Kennedy sued him a running court battle with him throughout the 70s and 80s, testifying he made her life intolerable. Gaela, in turn, claimed the right to earn a living by taking pictures of famous people in public places. And, I mean, he took pictures of Jackie all until a judge barred him, and he had to stay 30 feet away from uh, Jackie and her children. Marlon Brando broke his jaw once, and basically he was called a creep, a stalker, and worse, because in the 60s and 70s, before mass circulation magazines made it possible for paparazzis to make a living. Right. There was no People, you know, there was no Us Weekly, there was no, of course, TMZ. But uh, he was called a two-bit chiseler and a fixer by a judge once in the 60s. And now some of his photographs are in museums. And he stayed very thick skin. And most of his pictures are in black and white. Mm -hmm. And he bribed door attendants and limo drivers and maids. It's like the original paparazzi. Yes, yeah, yes. in the U.S. He mm-hmm. hid in shrubs. He, um, or idled parked cars, and he said he wasn't to frighten, but he said he wanted to get people, you know, uh, in action. He never used what's called a viewfinder. Wow, all right. Because, uh, anyway, but he faced jail time for uh, violating... His order to stay away from Jackie O. She sued him repeatedly. In fact, many people would say she should have 
let, let him, it go. Let it go. It, it brought be- more attention. It got him more monies. But right. he got uh, Brando. Uh, he got the... He got a picture of Robert Redford walking down the street in business attire and sunglasses, but betrayed by his five-alarm handsomeness. No, that's from the New York Times. Is that not a great quote? Betrayed? Betrayed by his five-alarm handsomeness. He was like in Soho, and he got him. He got Elvis puffy and worn out. You know, at a concert, he got Al- Woody Allen. He tried to get people in real. I guess there was a documentary. Anyway, just ironic that he passes away. Yeah. The Met Gala, yeah, yeah, photography, yeah. the Jackie O, the Kim. But he he was considered the first really celebrity hounding photographer who outraged his subjects and became as famous as his subjects. Yeah. He passed away in 91. He had congestive heart failure. So anyway, and then on Sunday, Julia, at the age of 92, Regine, the disco entrepreneur, who I didn't From even Regine's, know. I didn't know it was, was even still na- alive. Yeah. Um, her, great, her granddaughter confirmed it. And uh, Grant, I was in Regine nightclub in Paris. Oh. In- After your gap year. Yeah, in 1978 would wow. be the year. Yeah, and um, and Rod Stewart was there, uh-huh. and my girlfriends and I got in. We had a blonde, a redhead, and a brunette. We're oh, the, the candy tri- shop, and um, we got in for free, of course. And right? <laughs> we uh, we danced the night away at Regine's, and. We couldn't speak a word of French, you mm-hmm. know, and we saw Rod Stewart, and he was with a bunch of blonde women. As he continues and it to was, this day. It was like all, what I remember, it was just like all light up, and it was all that kind of, you just got up and danced by yourself. That was my, my most liberating thing about going to that disco, was that the French just got up and danced. You didn't have to dance with anybody. Right. Oh. That oh. was a real revelation, uh-huh. Julia, to my disco dancing days. So you can you always know, go dance by yourself. Oh, you can. Yeah. Uh, Gloria had a. Um, so when. So she died at the age of 92, and she I built never, a huge empire. She had like 25 regimes, and. But, you know, the the life of a disco club or a music club, they don't last long. Ten years is a and, lot. And really... Studio 54 was two and a half. I know. It really, when you think about how it just... And it was just hated. Disco was just hated for a while. Well, then you know, it became a thing the, to get hated. Yeah. Look at what happened to the Bee Gees. No, I know it. And that's one of the things that reminded me of. But I'm just thinking about when I was in Vegas, Lori, was at um, Planet Hollywood. and that, do, do they have kind of a disco? No, remember that area the where, lounge. where I have, you know, so I used to, have, I dance like Elaine, kind of, Grant, where I need like the, really? se- the seven, not really, but I, I, know, need, a, I, I need a little warm up. I get you. And yeah, so you gotta get those hips moving. I was just, a, it was like the, um, the heartthrob lounge or something. Yeah, and so, it's yes, the heartthrob I think, lounge. I think that's what it's called. And so this is the first night John Legend is premiering his show in Vegas that night at the same hotel, Planet Hollywood. And so we go in there, Shannon and I, and I thought we look cute. I'm sure you did. And I was telling her, gosh, I was such a good dancer one night in here. And My um, mom was with us that night. She was, and I just had just the moves. I was stone cold sober, and I was just like feeling it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Into it. So there was a bench. I mean, it was v- packed. 
And there's this little area on a bench that was open. And I said, well, let's go sit over here. And we go sit down and the guy <laughs> kind of turns to me and just gave me such a look of disdain and said, that's taken. Oh, dear. And I just felt so like, wow. Yeah. Ben Amazing. shamed. I was ben so shamed. I was so at the heartbreak bark- lounge. Was, wow. It sounds like a I poem. I was so ashamed. Shame, shame, shame. It was just so. I was like, last time I was here, I was really kind of shame. a rock star. Yeah, shame. <laughs> oh shame. my god, it people was, are mean. And I meant to tell you that I was like, oh, oh Lori, uh, how far we or I fell. <laughs> Listen, no one wants to be Ben shamed in the heartbreak lounge. So let alone you and Shannon. Good Lord, no one should be. Oh my God! Whoever is, whoever wants to see, just welcome oh, one and all. It was so bad. They did it not was, have the Vegas. No one came for quite a while to sit there, and I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. All right, we got to go. I'll be right back with random thoughts. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, here is a couple things. We want to give a shout-out. It's National Teacher Day. Yes. Uh, you guys are so important. I know you, you've been busting it for uh, quite a few years, learning uh, how to do everything. I just have so many. That's a group of people that need to be recognized. Yes. Mrs. They, Zanis is the one that really comes to mind for me. Is that yours? Yeah, that's the teacher Mrs. that comes Ro- to Robbie, Mrs. Settler, mm-hmm. Mrs. Christie. Mr. Bartlett. Um, that was my claim to fame when I moved back from when I moved back to Duluth. People go, "Oh, Bartlett, it, is your uncle Ronnie a, third, right. a fifth grade teacher at Cobb?" I go, "Yeah, oh, he's my grade school teacher. Everyone yeah. remembers you remember some an elementary school right. teacher, Mr. J. He's, Mike Jeremiah. Well, this has been nilled, but still, he still. was my most inf- Mike Jeremiah, yeah. Mr. J. I'm sure a lot of people listening yeah. who have a connection to Benilde know exactly who I'm yeah. talking about. And then Mrs. Collier for high school. That was yours? Yeah, she oh. was a biology teacher. She was a feisty, redheaded woman, and she just let us know, us women know, we can do whatever we want. Hell well, that's yeah. the best kind of, yeah. I mean, it's the best. And everyone has someone kind of like yeah. that in their life. Yeah. Um, so anyway, shout out to all of our teachers, and it's it's the whole week is Teacher Appreciation Week. Yeah. Um, okay, so here is a story. Now we're going to take a complete 180, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and this is a story that we heard about six years ago. And it was a gentleman by the name of Malcolm McDonald. Actually, it was 12 years ago. His penis fell off due to a blood infection that he got. What? And medics built him. Remember, he was growing a penis on his arm. How handy. But you remember. <laughs> how I know, armsy. How armsy. But how you remember. For a threesome. <laughs> you remember, Lori, the story. Yeah. And I don't so, remember. Oh, you don't remember this? No. We oh, talked yeah. about this. We You're told- more fascinated with animal growing parts or like making a pig heart and having it be implanted. A medical and, and you're, advancements, you're, yes. Yes. as it were. I guess this, I do. I should have remembered for the penis portion I'm of the program. I'm surprised that you didn't, yeah. but I am, you know, it's it's going into <laughs> my training to be a doctor someday. No bad pun intended. Uh, I know it. I that is it. not a good use of going I into. Uh-huh. <laughs> So the 47-year-old, he had a rare blood infection, which caused his member to fall off six years ago. Doctors then used a method to grow an artificial one on his arm. Wow. And But he had to live for six years with, with it, it insulated. On, on his arm. Yeah. And, Covered. Um, right. In 2020, he did an interview. People ask him every day when they see him in the pub. It's from He's from the UK. And they make jokes. He says, I get it. It's not every day you see a man with a penis on his arm. 
Of course I see the funny side. I have to. I don't have any other option. Well, and um, then he said... it could wear bigger sleeves. He could. I would agree. <laughs> I, I would agree. But earlier this year, they successfully performed the penis reattachment. reattachment. It was a nine-hour surgery. Oh. It's where it belongs. They use nerves and blood vessels taken, taken from the arm to establish blood supply. Get to the bottom line. Can the bottom line erections? is it's completely functional. Heck yeah. And then he wants you Good to news. know... He admits the best part of the procedure was getting to be involved in the design process. Oh, he was able to tell doctors what he wanted to look like, size, everything else. So anyway, cheers. you know what? It still can't be as good as the the, the original. The original, yeah. Well, whatever. But imagine having because it's going to be slightly tuna canish. Lori, how do you know that? Are you a doctor? I am. Well, um, you I didn't am. Know as a matter they, of fact, here's the all right. Here is actually. A digital graph yes. that is attached, and they put a stint thing in it to give it some um, length. Right. So, um, and really, literally, the picture of him just growing the penis from his arm is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. No, he'd mm-hmm. be welcome at all the parties mm-hmm. that have the blue lights What's on the your doorways. Party? What's your party um, trick? What's your party trick? <laughs> Do you think he's going to be doing the Miami Vice where you roll up your yeah. sleeves a little bit? <laughs> you know, Who like, knows, hey. but isn't that something... <laughs> Good for him. Yes, it's good done. for him. And it's done, and now you know it men. can be done. Okay, yeah. this done. is something great that Planet Fitness is doing. They want to encourage youth to exercise this summer. Turn off the machines and go exercise. They're letting high schoolers work out for free at all the Planet. They have two, 2,200 locations wow. for Planet Fitness. We have them here in the Twin yeah, Cities. That's true. So from May 16th to August 31st, as part of their high school summer pass, Teens from 14 to 19 can work out free of charge in the U.S. and Canada. You just need That's to pre-register. So it's planetfitness.com slash summer pass. Do you think if we wear disguises, we could get signed up for that? For free? Yeah, for, yeah that we could go How much disguise? Small side note, to get the best discount you could ever get, me and my roommate... Pretended both to be the same person. No, we pretended to be gay together because we I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. Yeah, and we both opened up a joint health savings account because our friend worked at a bank to, so get, bad. to get the discount at Lifetime. Oh and my we, god, so bad. We still have the diamond package at the cheapest Shh. price. Don't say this online. <laughs> no, they knew what we were doing. They didn't even care. Yeah, they funny. knew right away. They looked at you two. They looked at us and they were like, Oh my god. Okay, gosh. but it worked. Yeah. Well, it you're worked. lucky. You're yeah. lucky. Yeah. Okay, now this is not good news. Or, or better yet, it's not a good idea. A 26-year-old woman uh, parked in a parking garage over the weekend, and um, she got wasted, and she decided not to leave the parking garage in her car all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Via the ramp in the lanes, she decided to take the stairwell oh, in her oh. car. So she took her car down a pedestrian How drunk stairwell. was she, lady? <laughs> Very. But here's the silly God, thing. You have to be wasted. 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 In wasted. the parking garage. She's rolling on all kinds of things. Yes. Yeah, the parking garage was attached to the police department headquarters. Yeah. Uh, her vehicle became stuck in the stairwell. And um, she was uninjured. But she told the cops when they came to help her. That that was where her GPS told her to oh, go. <laughs> no, no, that that would have been a good motorcycle trick. That's where that would have. That's where the Molly told her to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ex- exactly. I mean, can you even imagine? Mm-mm. Okay, oh. this is just a weird, 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 weird random. We'll be the judge of that because it if is. you're getting all of these from the machine today, I listen don't to this know. one. Okay. Okay. Paul Red's parents are second cousins. Okay. That newsflash: ink is blue. I didn't know that, actually. It happens a lot, though. It does, Julia. This just happens all the time. This is not a news flash. Do you have people in your family that are second cousins that are married? Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. You're from... I I have a friend that is... uh, It happens! By marriage. It happens. Is is married to a family member, not by blood, but by marriage. Oh, my mom has told me, you kids better hope that nobody does any kind of DNA with your dad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean this is this is like not a newsflash. Well, yeah. I didn't know the Paul Rudd thing. That's a, I, I, I know, that. but I mean, you know, you could fill in the blank with anybody. That's true. That's not all. Really. I'm giving you crap about that, Joey. I've got to give you crap about all that. Right. It's all that can be done is give people crap. You crap right now in this minute for that line because you promised us it was like you gave us like really, really, really weird. Remember, she gave us. I said, we'll beat the judge of that. And sure enough, we judged it, and we judged it. At least I did. You did. I judged it it. harshly. Really? Harshly. (laughs) How do you feel about that? Okay, it's National Paranormal Day, and this is three out of four Americans believe in at least one paranormal thing. Oh, yeah. Like, Like, yeah, of course. Like what? Well, like, my mom's had an encounter with her husband okay. after he died a couple different times. Um, Do you believe the full moon makes you behave in strange ways? Yes. yes. Animals especially. Yes, and I, Casey was a firefighter, and he said, absolutely, full moons yeah. were really crazy on Emergency the rooms are nuts yeah, on a full moon. They know it. They see it. It happens. It happens. Like well, there you go. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, yeah. Well, thank you. I don't know if I and the real vampires. The real vampires are not happy with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, and their loose blood talk. Oh, interesting! Because Lori's been talking to her second cousin, who's a vampire. That's right. Her her dad married once. Right. Uh, All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. We are absolutely thrilled beyond belief to have Jeff Kinney with us. And Jeff Kinney is the author of 16 of the best-selling books, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And um, I'm sure everyone has seen these books in the bookstores. And he's just celebrated. It's been 15 years, I think, last month since your first book came out. And the play Diary of a Wimpy Kid is at the Children's Theater right now through June 18th. And I heard it's phenomenal. And Jeff, we'd like to welcome you to the Lori and Julia show. 
Oh, thank you so much. It's oh, what a greeting. Thank you. Great. All right. So you were in town last weekend and saw the show, which premiered here, I think, in 2016 or something. Mm-hmm. Does it still move you when you see it? It does. I'm embarrassed to say that I cry <laughs> at the end of the of the show every time, and that's not because it's sad, uh, but because it's moving. I think there's there's really just something that a musical can do that nothing else can do. And it's always shocking to me to, you know, for me to get that kind of an emotional reaction out of, you know, work that, you know, it's, it's based on my books. My books never made me cry. Right. <laughs> right. These, uh, it's very touching. It's cool. Yeah. That, I mean, that is really a sweet thing because yeah, you, you've written this book. This is your character. This is, you know, the whole experience, the middle, I think everyone can relate to middle school. Greg Heffley, you know, um, and yeah, so it is, it's a totally different storytelling technique to take those, the series of stories and then make it be a musical. I mean, that's pretty We've magical. People, and, and we have had people um, with older kids, I mean, like older adult kids and adults who've gone and just said, this is so great for everybody of all ages to see this play. Yeah, in one of your uh, one of your major papers, just did it right up, and they said, "Why isn't this on Broadway already?" Um, and I agree. It's it's the songs. You know, the songs are so good; they're all earworms, and you'll you'll be humming the, the tunes on your way out the door. Um, it, it's really cool, and, and you're so lucky in Minneapolis to have the Children's Theater Company. Uh, it's, a, it's really professional grade um, entertainment, professional grade theater in a a regional market and that's such a privilege and they don't have it here in Plainville, Massachusetts. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm excited. I want to go. So I called, I have two boys, one's 25 and one's 26. And I called both of them today and I said, do you remember reading these books? And they're like, yes. And they both are like, yes, I remember reading them. And they remembered something about cheese, something about the older brother's band name, something about this, something, the diapers. I mean, it was kind of funny, the recall things that my kids had. But, you know, you have such a great story because you started out wanting to be or, or were a cartoonist. Yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because, of course, you know, your state is the home of uh, is, is the birthplace of Charles Schultz. Yeah, uh, that's who I always wanted to be. I wanted to be like Charles Schultz and do comic strips in the newspaper for the rest of my life, and that didn't work out for me. I I tried for a few years, got rejected, and 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 had to find another way to get my cartoons read. So I decided to slip them into books, and and that's what I've been doing uh, for the past. Uh, Actually, it's about the past 24 years. Is it that long? I started writing Diary of a Wimpy Kid before, you know, long before it ever got to print. Right, eight or nine years, I think I was reading. You know, we have an opening at the Star Tribune because Steve Sack has just raised. Uh, oh, yeah, our political cartoonist. <laughs> just just um, retired. But, you know, back, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Jeff Kinney, the author and creator of the, the whole universe of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Kid, you know, Jeff was was Greg um, Halfley at all autobiograph- autobiographical, or I can't say the word. Was, did, <laughs> autobiographical. Did you re- thank right? you, honey. <laughs> thank you. I tried to spell something. I spelled. I tried to spell vacillate on spell check today, oh, and gosh. each time it like you know kept it red, and I was like, man, I have no idea how to spell this word. So it, it happens. Um, yeah. Thank you. So I was. Yeah, Greg is a version of myself. Um, uh, he's he's kind of a crummy version of myself. You know, he's I, 
I, I was an, uh, an average kid, I guess, in a lot of wor- ways. And Greg is kind of um, a complicated character. Uh, he, he's not the best of friends to his best friend, Rowley. And um, what's really fun about the musical is that we can really dig into that. It, it, it's that, you know, Greg makes all sorts of mistakes and you still find yourself cheering for him. Um, and, and it's really interesting to me. It's like, it, it seems like in the musical, he can kind of get away with more than he can get away with on, uh, on the screen. Um, so, and that's a lot of fun. I think the musical audience is sophisticated enough to understand that Greg is, uh, is redeemable. I, I like that. Did you have, um, did you write the original like play screenplay or the book? I think they call it in theater. Did you write yeah, that? I didn't know a, a very talented uh, screenwriter named Kevin D'Aguilera, uh is he's the one who wrote the book. And then we have these great, um, a, a, a pair of, of writers and musicians who wrote the, uh, the music and lyrics, uh, and they're they're really collectively world class talent. I I have to go see this. I have yeah, to take why, my voice. <laughs> why hasn't this been on Broadway? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know the last two years, you know, it wasn't Broadway wasn't a friend, but this seems like it would be something that perfect perfect for a Broadway audience. Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, we, we developed at CTC about six years ago, and now we're coming back out with it to, to kind of um, perfect and fine tune it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that one of the, one of the things you really have to do on Broadway is you have to, you have to stage something that not only the kids will come see, but, you know, parents might come to see on their own or, or, you know, or older people might come to see on a night out. Um, so you have to make the 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 play count for them. It, mm-hmm. it speak to them really. And I think in this past we've really done a really good job of that. Um I think the parents have gotten deeper and more interesting in the play and that the message has gotten more broad. And so I think that almost anybody that goes to see the play now, they'll they'll see themselves in the characters. And even coming off of COVID, you know, even if you just have one good friend that can get you through a time. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that and that's one of the last lines in the in the play. You know, it's you know all you need is is you know a good friend to get you through, and and that's you know the message of of my movies as well. It's just mm-hmm. like it just takes one good friend. Mm-hmm. Did, were you? Everybody deserves that. Yeah, Everybody does deserve so that. If you're just trying to start, Jeff Kinney, the author of Diary of a Wimpy Kid books, plays movies, all of it. Um, did you, Jeff, ever dream that it would? you know, that your books would take off like this? I dreamed it in a rock star sort of dream, <laughs> okay. you know, you know, the way that you think, Oh, one day maybe I'll be pre- president. You know, I right. had this idea that maybe one day it would take off, but I didn't have any kind of a realistic expectation of that. I, you know, when I, um, I, I was working on my book for about you know eight or nine years and I didn't show it to anyone along the way because I was fearful that I'd get you know, rejected, and um, I, you know, I didn't think I had a reasonable expectation that my work would get published because there there hadn't been any precedent in my life for that. Um, so yeah, everything past that point of publication has really been like the Truman Show. Um, right. You know, this in the past two weeks, I went to the White House to meet the president, and then got inducted in the University of Maryland's Hall of Fame, and cool. you know, alongside Dominique Dawes, and you know, it's just like it's a weird life. And it's um, it, it feels like at any moment somebody could tell me this is all a cosmic joke yeah. <laughs> played on me. You know, none of it's real. 
That is that's really cool. That is, and and your play the play Diary of a Wimpy Kid is now through June eighteenth, so people have plenty of time. Yes, to go and see this, At make the a day, which is a beautiful, beautiful theater. theater here in the Twin Cities. It's just so lovely. We're so excited to see this, Jeff. Well, thank you. I re- I hope I've talked it up enough. It really is great. It's really fun. I saw it twice this weekend. So. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. And so when you, um, I, I read that you're working on your 17th book right now. Yeah, literally right now. Literally. Do you, when you're, when you're writing, do you start drawing a cartoon part of it first or do you start with the words or what's your process? I start with the jokes. Um, so I, I try to come up with um, somewhere between 300 and 700 jokes per book. Wow. And then once I, once I have enough, then I know it's time to start writing. But when I come up with the joke, I have an image in mind that goes along with that joke. Um, so it, it, so I feel like the last stage is always drawing, but I feel like the, the drawing already exists in a way. That's, that's really cool how your mind works. That's really cool. This is so, yeah. this is, this has been a treat for us. Um, we're going to be heroes in our, in our kids' minds right now. Um, Jeff Kinney, <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid at Children's Theater Company. Of course, we want you to buy these books too for your kids because the kids love yeah. to read these books. And I think your latest movie was on Apple Plus, was, or Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's still there and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and, that uh, Disney Plus version, along with this, it really rounds out the Wimpy Kid universe. And uh, I hope that kids, uh, you know, kind of grow up on this stuff and uh, eventually they'll grow out of it. But I hope just like with your sons, I hope it remains kind of a part of their happy memories of childhood. It is when mom like, you got to read a book, you got to read a book. And they, I remember yeah. Captain Underpants was hot for a while yeah. and then Diary yeah. of Wimpy Wimpy Kid. And we um, just congratulations to you on all your sex, success. And maybe people will see it on Broadway, but first see it right here. It'll be a lot less expensive and you can see it at our cool theater. Thank you so much, Jeff, for your time. Thank and you. I really appreciate your interest. Absolutely. People can get tickets at childrenstheater.org backslash Wimpy. We'll be right back. There we go. Okay, Thank bye. You. Thanks, Jeff. This. Julia, how do you Hollywood speak? Cara Delevingne attending the Met Gala, topless and painted in gold. Um, An exhibitionist who's wait, looking to be looked at. <laughs> an exhibitionist out on a, on a Monday night. That is, I think, a literal interpretation of gilded glamour. She's just like, I'm going to gild my breasts. Yeah. In gold plated. I'm going to dip myself in gold and mm-hmm. see how it goes. Yeah, because it was a it was a Dior um, pantsuit that she wore. Because weren't both of them there? The Car- sisters? Cara Delevingne. No, you're thinking of oh, the Hadids. You're right. Cara I am. I am. Cara I Delevingne am. is supposedly the one who had a threesome with Amber Musk and Elon. Amber, Amber Heard and, and Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. That's right. That's right. Okay. Anyway, uh, she's... She painted herself. At least she was trying to get the theme. She got the gilded part. She got the gilded part. At least she took the gilded part correct. That's true. There you know, go. very gold finger of her. Um, let's see. If I read this tweet to you, describe this Met Gala outfit. Did okay. she just go to Goodwill and grab someone's grand's wedding dress and a vanilla ice-looking hat and glue random bleep on it? Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Who is Kylie Jenner? <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Yes, this is my first get Met Gala, and I don't care if I'm giving failed Pirates of the Caribbean vibes meets um, my sister's company. So I don't care if I'm coming back. 
Okay, the only one. Failed Pirates of the Caribbean vibes meeting my sister's company. I don't know who that is. That would be Courtney. Yeah, Courtney. Oh, that would be Courtney's outfit. Oh, yeah. That was the inside out suit and kind of very Pirates of the Caribbean with the long blouse and the cutout at the stomach. And it had nothing to do with anything. No. And then um, I'm dressed in the cheap version of my sister's gold dress. Chloe. Chloe. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But you know what she had on, though? Even Let's just take it out of context of the theme of Gilded, whatever it was called. Um, her, the rap was very cool looking but didn't go with the dress didn't go with the dress but mm-hmm. i think i thought that is a great way to cover your arms i mean she's so skinny right now she looks she looks really pretty she's way thin though but but it didn't work but i thought that wrap thing would be interesting with that's other not gonna pass muster next year for anna winter right, she's gonna I... look through those pictures and go <laughs> oh you're so funny there were some, there were some, wow. All right, give me the next one. How about Elon Musk and his mom showing up? Did you see them? I did. He showed up. I uh, did. His mom is quite lovely. Yeah, she is. She's isn't a model. She? She's Wasn't a... she a model in Canada or something? Uh, I believe she's got, she's the face of Revlon. Yeah, she's beautiful. She and Helen Mirren have the 70 plus contracts. Yeah, she looks beautiful. She looks like she hasn't had any work done, whereas her son looks like he's had so much plastic surgery in his face. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. Or he's just constantly on steroids. There's something something yeah. up with Elon's face. Did you and Brittany discuss that Bill Murray called the incident yep. that shut down the predict- yep. a difference of opinion? Did you come up with what that was? He thought he was funny and she didn't. And did it involve touching hair? I, I We didn't know the details. We took him. He was sat down for an interview at the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting yesterday and answered a lot of questions and is doing some learning. Did he sound like he was shook up a bit? But Very. That, that he hadn't realized like how obnoxious he came off? Very much so, and that he, in the pe- past year, has had to really take a look at his behavior. Someone needs to print out the slide from the manual from uh, sexual harassment. You don't go up and touch people's hair. Is that what he did to Kiki Palmer? Yeah. Yeah. Touched it, felt it, maybe said a comment about it. Yeah, I guess. He just, he, Yeah. Yeah. He he's trying to learn from what, what did he try and say that he's trying to no, learn actually, from what happened. Well, he's how embarrassing he's for so, him. He's so embarrassed, yeah. Lori. So he seemed very re- remorseful, and he seemed mm. very embarrassed about it. And he's working with her directly because he said he doesn't want to be that sad puppy. He that doesn't can't learn. Anymore. We listened to all this yesterday. Oh, no, boy. he's all embarrassed. Right. All right. He's trying. Well, it, it's sometimes wait. well yeah. finally, but sometimes yeah. it yeah. takes something hard, hard for people to Is take a look at themselves. Is this movie over? Has he screwed the pooch no. on he, that movie? It stopped. All production stopped, and they don't know if it can resolve itself. And he has to work on his relationship with Kiki Palmer for it to even think of considering they need to establish trust between the two of them. Yes. Is it Kiki? It is. Because yeah. Lucy Liu well, said he didn't apologize to her. But that's until a different. Af- but until yeah. after Charlie's Angels. Okay, that's fine. I but do. this. I bet this comes back. 
The movie? Uh, the movie. The okay. way he sounded with these quotes that you're talking about that yeah. we played yesterday. And I actually posted this on our LoJ show page yesterday, this specific, specific yeah. segment. Conversation. Conversation, if you want to go back and listen to it. But he sounded genuine. He really wants to learn from his mistakes. And if he's truly... And he has to. He has to. He has to. So right. I see this coming back, especially for Aziz, who did work so hard to get right. out of his situation. Right. I think he's going to do everything he can to help to help him out. So we'll see. And himself. And himself, yes. Yeah. I he's still young. Out. He's only 70, what, one? He's Got, Think of all the time. women he's worked with who've had to grit their teeth and put up with his yeah. nonsense. So I'm glad that he's been called out <laughs> yeah. for it and he'll yeah. learn from it. And yeah. somewhere Richard Dreyfus is just going, uh, oh, all yeah. the ashtrays in the world are hurling at your head right now, bro. How about that story? I forgot you told us about mm-hmm. that on What About Bob? My gosh, that Ooh, was I, he's gotten, I think he's gotten away with a lot of behavior. A lot of Bill Murrayisms. Yep. Yep. And that was a part of that whole crew. Even... Um, uh, the guy from Christmas Vacation, National Lampoons, Chevy Chase. Chevy yes. Chase. Oh, he He's an ass and been an ass his whole career right. and finally getting called out for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. Oh, my goodness. How about this? Do we think there's any chance that uh, with Black China will refile her $100 million defamation lawsuit? No damages awarded. No. Boom. No. She. The, the most damaging thing was when... The production company said we had no interest in ever, ever, ever doing this train wreck ever again. And then they showed clips of the first season and yeah. we saw how bad and painful it was. Horrible. It, was. it was never getting renewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't. She might have spent a lot of money on attorneys for nothing. Well, she, she didn't have a suit. They were not going to renew this show. show right, right. She was probably on the old defamation bandwagon and thought, hey, why not hop in on this and see yeah. what I can and do? And she did the well, damages you, to herself, the law. Yeah, you have, to, you have to sue somebody with what's within the law. Right. So yeah. that was probably her only choice. Right. That was a lawyer presenter where you could sue for defamation. But yeah. whether no. or not you can prove that. Right. Good no. luck, yeah. Yeah. Especially with that one. So I don't think I it's, don't it's think done. there's going to no. be a re- coming back and refiling. Mm-mm. That would be a waste of money. It would be. That she doesn't have much of anyways as of right now from what I read. Well, the most she shocking gets- thing is that she only has both of her kids one day a week right. and they're with their dad like six days a week. She doesn't feel like she's a... a, a yeah. She yep. said she hasn't paid taxes. I mean, no, all kinds of bad... Off. off. She feels off and yeah. I don't think she should have won. No, well, she had she, no case. She had no case. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah. And and I did, um, I did listen to some clips of that show, and just not. It's even interesting hearing Rob and Black China on their TV show. Hearing it on the radio, it sounded even worse than watching it. Oh, because the it was so toxic. Oh, and it was not like not to say that reality TV it is never toxic. Yeah, it wasn't. To- <laughs> it was entertaining toxic. It wasn't that kind of. It, it felt. It felt like it was real, and it felt like there was real raw anger. Yeah, and ugly emotion. Like like there should be therapy going on. Like it felt too. I didn't know she only had her kids, each of them, one day a week because she has one with Tiger, right? Yes, and one with Rob Kardashian, with, right? And and then there's a child. Yeah, I mean, I know Kylie didn't have a baby with Tiger, but she was a baby when she dated yeah, Tiger, who had already had a baby with Black China. Who went? I mean, it's all just who so. went on to. Marry. And you wonder why Kim and Chris dressed up like uh, uh, Marilyn and Jackie O last night. They were celebrating. No, I'm just saying, you know, they are like really putting a stake. We're the all American, you know, we're your camel. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I don't like it. And Lori, neither do, th- sorry, neither do Marilyn Monroe experts. There's an article that just came out about an hour ago that Marilyn Monroe experts say that Kim Kardashian was not worthy 
of wearing that well, gown. Well, I don't think anyone should be wearing that no. gown. Yeah. I think Kim paid the Ripley Museum a lot of money to wear that dress. That's what I think. I thought it was a cool thing. She got everyone to talk about it. It was a great PR move. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Good yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ripley got money out of Kim for like risking wearing that dress. None of us knew where it was. That's right, Julia. People are going to go to Ripley's to see it. See None the dress. of us even knew there they it owned it. There That's you go. right. Yep, she good didn't PR. pay them. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah, all right. All right, we will be back after a little break.